Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and giving excerpts about the exceptional. Hosted by Audrey and I. Do. Sit back, relax, and I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. How's it everyone? Welcome back to Let's Talk Digital. Today we're talking about the Silver Tech Revolution and I have two amazing guests in the studio with me today and that's Linda Smith, MD of 40 Plus Skills. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Audrey. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, and my second guest is Marilyn Hallett and she is the director of You've Earned It. Uh, Marilyn, great to have you with us. Ah, good morning, Audrey, and uh, lovely to be here as well. Okay, I am quite excited to be chatting to both of you on the Silver Tech Revolution, aka the digital immigrants, as you may call it. Thank you so much for making the time to be on the podcast today. Pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so let's get straight into the topic. From what I understand, both of you teamed up to conduct hands-on research with the segment of the market. Can you please provide our listeners a bit of context on the need for the research in the first place? What transpired or inspired it? Sure, Audrey, I would love to take that question. So thank you for inviting us to, to talk about something that's very close to both of our hearts. Marilyn and I have both known each other for about 10 years and both involved in business in this sector, in the over 50 sector in South Africa. And during COVID, we used to have a number of conversations about our communities and some of the many challenges that they were facing during lockdown. And the work that I do at 50 Plus Skills has been about looking at the macro trends of longevity and technology and how these trends offer opportunities and challenges to this group. And we became aware that COVID had brought so many changes in a way that people needed to engage, shop, work, and communicate. And I became aware of how much this was impacting older people. And Marilyn and I then decided to team up and do some research and try and understand what was going on a little bit more. Okay, so that's what led you to to get the research done. And this was in 2020? 2021. Okay, in 2021. So we are going to go through some of the insights picked up from the research because I, I really believe this is an untapped market. And maybe because we stereotype the segment of the market, it's generally, you know, lost opportunity to actually view them in terms of their buying power and key insights which we need to make informed decisions. So let's start from the beginning. How big is this market in South Africa? Okay, I'll I'll take that question, Audrey. It's enormous. The, you know, worldwide, we're talking about a silver tsunami, and it's no different in South Africa. And societies the world over are living longer and having fewer children. And it's interesting, but Stats Essay talks about 10 million people over the age of 50. And that's a massive 16% of South Africa's population. And that's projected to to grow exponentially in the next few years. And interestingly, a demographic futurist, Bradley Sherman, explains in his latest book, The Super Age, that there will be more people older than 65 than those under the age of 18 in the near future. And he explores what that could mean for the future. And what I found interesting was he said that Italy, Japan and Germany have already reached the super age. 
and at least another 10 countries are about to go over the tipping point. So it's a seismic shift in the world population. And this presents massive opportunities for organizations to address the older generation. Definitely, especially when you look at digital transformation. So the question is, how can we break the stereotypes associated with the segment? So Audrey, I've just finished reading a fabulous book um, that actually came out only two weeks ago by a, a lady called Karen Etkin. She's an Israeli gerontologist and she's a millennial. And the book is called The Age Tech Revolution. And she shares that globally there are now one billion people over the age of 16. And many of them are healthy, active, and have discretionary income. And this age group is growing faster, as Marilyn says, than any other group and collectively spends the industry that sources this group collectively spends more than $15 trillion. That's a lot of money. Um, so we like to not put all old people in one category. And I think for a lot of young people, they don't engage often enough and have a, a very narrow view of what old means. And they might be part of your design team. So um, we like to classify it as the younger old, that's sort of 50 to 75, and then the older old and the 75 plus, because those are completely different markets. And the one ism that I think we all will experience as we journey along life is ageism. And it's rough, sadly, around the world. And it would be wonderful to see some designers and market leaders, including people from this older generation, from the ideas stage, as part of a team. I think this would ensure some better results and definitely produce better sales. There are two Pew Research reports that were done in 2017 and 2021 that are showing a steady climb in tech adoption by older um, adults. And uh, again, when I was doing research last year, I came across some American research done by AgeWave, where um, when they broke down the use of the internet, the use of social media and smartphones, and I'll just give you the stats of the baby boomers. So 85% were using an internet connection, 60% on social media, and about 70% with a cell phone. So that is a global or an American stat. It probably is slightly lower in a South African context, but absolutely, um, this is a market that is incubating and ready, ready to be um, involved. Yes, that's, that's some interesting stats to understand how the segment is actually going to be a growing population in the future, considering that people are having fewer kids currently, and this is just going to be the norm going forward. So, I mean, I know Marilyn touched on COVID and the impact. So how has digital transformation impacted the 50 plus segment um, during the last two years? I think the, the probably the most recent example is the vaccination process. And that really highlighted how difficult it was to connect to people over the age of 60. And while we find that many 60 pluses are digitally literate, there are many who are not. And the government had to reinvent many different solutions for 60 pluses to sign up for the vaccination. Even towards the end, I think they dangled a carrot, the, the, the VUMA vaccination voucher. So that was quite interesting. But there's been a massive rise in technologies in the last few years. And we, the one thing we do need to remember is that people who have retired in the last 10 to 15 years, they've pretty much had 40 years in the world of work. So many, probably the majority of those are familiar with online activities. 
But COVID pushed the need for mastering the new technologies, you know, things like the online shopping, online banking, telehealth, communication with the family, that kind of thing. And But these technologies all reduce social isolation. They keep people physically active online. They should be inclusive and benefit all, but sadly they don't. And uh, many South African 60-pluses, despite how di digitally literate they might be, they're not at ease with the new technologies. And many can't afford to be online. And they're, they're the ones who are experiencing uh, several challenges and barriers. And I think, Audrey, if we don't step in now and take South African senior citizens into consideration when it comes to the online space, we're going to run the risk of shutting seniors out from society and worsening an, worsening an already really worrying trend of isolation and loneliness amongst the elderly. Yeah, I completely agree. And then talking about COVID, I mean, we've seen a huge uptick in terms of the usage of digital adoption, especially in terms of ordering uh, grocery, uh, medical supplies, food, you know, that has been a, a huge growth factor, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I think the in terms of the senior market uh, adopting technology in their daily lives, you know, baby boomers have been online, as I said earlier, in the world of work for 40 plus years. But the challenge is keeping up with the ever-increasing fast technology. And our research study showed a high percentage of re respondents who are actually using all, all, well, things like online banking, online shopping, and, and communicating with family and friends. But a very pronounced statement from those digitally literate respondents was that they'd like to broaden their digital literary skills. One thing I do believe is, uh, Linda touched on it earlier, that there are two groups of older South Africans. And the first group tend to be in the age group 75 and younger. And they're possibly more affluent and more educated. And this group have got pretty good digital skills and have a positive view towards the benefit of online pl platforms, although they're able to identify their challenges and barriers to technology adoption. And the other group, they tend to be older, possibly less affluent, and many of that group we found are largely disconnected from the digital world, both physically and uh, psychologically. And I need to give you an example here because we found it quite fascinating. Our audience, just to give you a little bit of a, a backstory, our audience, 50 plus skills and earned audience, they're all online with varying technological and digital, digital skills. But in the research study we ran last year, we, we ran online discussions, surveys and polls. And interestingly, we had several 80 pluses in the group. And we were delighted to see that one 80 plus was a first timer on Zoom. And she was keen to participate and participate she did after being given detailed instructions, and she came in firing on all cylinders. So, you know, we believe that despite some of the unique te technological challenges that face the older adult population, if they're given the opportunity to learn, their journey into digital life will deepen. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. They just need a little bit of hand-holding. I mean, my mom is over 70 and she's on TikTok and social media oh. telling me about what's going on, you know. So I, oh, awesome. Yeah, I actually said to her, Mom, you need to stay off social media now. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of COVID, we're seeing extended longevity in terms of human life expectancy. And I'm sure you guys have covered it earlier. 
But what does that mean now for the future? So I think COVID has had a slight impact, but um, when we look at this on a global basis, longevity is definitely one of the mega trends that is um, should be on everybody's radar. Um, at Davos in uh, March 2020, just as the world was starting to close down, uh, longevity was on the agenda for the very first time. And I picked up a statement made at Davos that year um, in 2020 that said, on average, we will live 10 years longer than our parents and 20 years longer than our grandparents on average. This is part of why we're talking about this $15 trillion industry, because it's an ever-growing um, megatrend around the world. Obviously, in this, that's a a global view, but in a developing nation, it can be slightly less than that, but still growing. I think the average age um, of death in South Africa has climbed enormously over the last 10 years. But from an African perspective, because we have this huge bulge of younger people over the next 20 to 30 years, Africa will be the continent with the most older people of any continent in the world. And so I think it's a time for us to learn from the economies in Europe, Japan, and in the US as to how they are managing longevity now to be able to make sure that we're equipped going forward. Yes, for sure. So we talk about the silver economy representing a powerful and often untapped market for technological innovations. How are the senior market adopting technology into their daily lives currently? You know, they just really are excited about new apps and games and shopping and travel and, and new ways to communicate. So I think it really is critical that we... Um, don't ignore this market, but at the same time, in the design process, ensure that there are barriers to entry that we, we need to take into account to make sure, as Marilyn shared in her 80-year-old example, we have to sometimes do something, tweak it slightly to hold their hand to walk across the bridge. And I, I'll give you an example that I often use in some of my presentations. Um, I, I talk often about someone who, in this stage of life, has less debt, more time, money on their hands, wanting to learn new skills, and they walk into a eye store or a uh, whatever, a, a store where their intent is to buy a smartphone um, or find out something about an iPad that they want to buy or whatever it might be. And they arrive not knowing what questions to ask, because that's one of the things. They don't know what they don't know. And so they walk in and they meet by some young guy with lots of earrings and tattoos. And he starts to ask them questions that they have no idea what this guy is talking about. It's almost like a different language. And if that person was trained that the type of questions you ask are different when you're talking to an older person, they probably have walked out with a massive sale. But I would love to see those sales, including some, some training, some courses, um, some ways in which we help that person to navigate. And I think that's where we can really make a big difference. I think in a similar fashion, the way we, we want to be trained to speak to young people, we need the flip side of the coin to, to understand how do we educate, train and speak to, to older people as well. 
take us through the three-legged stool of digital inclusion, which speaks to hardware, connectivity, and digital skill. So as I was trying to understand digital inclusion myself, I, I am involved a lot in in um, thought with thought leaders around aging and longevity around the world. And one of the, the people that I work with is a guy called Richard Adler in San Francisco, who's been involved in this work for a very long time. And he explained to me that the three-legged stool is what we need to look at if we want to bring digital inclusion for all. And that's for the young as much as it is for the old. And so the three things he spoke about is the one leg of the stool is the tools, the hardware. Does the person have a smartphone or um, some device that they can connect to the internet with to be able to download education and, and do whatever it is that they need to do? And I think in developing nations, this is so critical that we, we find ways to bring cheaper hardware to more people. The second one is connectivity. And as Marilyn has said as well, um, this is one where in a South African context, our data is still too expensive. And for many people in the survey, that was one of the things that came up is that they cannot afford to buy the data and obviously, in many cases, may not have access to uh, free Wi-Fi in, in certain areas or don't even know how to use that. And so the connectivity and the data is something that I think that we should all be looking at in South Africa to ensure that that second leg of the stool is standing stable. And then the third one is digital literacy skills. It's the, the skills around how to navigate well on the internet to avoid scams. Um, and I think the banking platforms do a good job of that, but it's probably the thing that comes up mostly with older people is that uh, uh, being scammed. And many of them are scammed because they don't have skills. And so finding digital literacy skills, and um, my friend Peter Detoy, who runs Future Work IQ, talks about digital literacy is like learning a new language similar to the 20th century language of reading, writing, and arithmetic, digital literacy is around this language that we need to be able to share photos, share reports, cut and paste and copy, and do whatever it might be, but also to protect ourselves and our reputation where fake news might be coming from. And it's skills, digital skills that are needed especially for these digital immigrants. So those are the three parts of the digital inclusion. And I really would love to challenge some companies to come alongside us to help with the training of those skills in an older demographic. So you are looking for partnering with brands? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Why is the segment being missed by brands currently? I'll take that question, Audrey. I think it's a really good question. And I often ask myself that. I'm sure Linda does as well. And, you know, amid the frenzy of advertising to the youth, this segment really goes unnoticed. And meanwhile, it's continuing to grow both in numbers and value while remaining largely untapped in terms of its consumer potential. And I think that there's one very interesting study, I think Linda may have spoken to you about it before. Um, several years ago, Unilever ran a University of Cape Town study called Prime Time, and the results of that were fascinating. Um, that study found that one, well, nearly 2 million baby boomers in the LSM 7 to 10 market 
They owned 30% of the cars on the road. They had 30% uh, university degrees, and they were worth over 300 billion at that stage. And they made up, owning 300 billion, 6% of the population, and they had 20% of the spend, and 50% of them were debt-free. So according to that study, this golden seam of South Africa's biggest spenders was a hugely lucrative market, and it was, and it sadly often still is, missed by brands. And, you know, this is a generation of 50 pluses that's got massive potential, and it's one of the most exciting growth markets available to brands today. And I think we have to look at 50 pluses because they are masters of reinvention. They're determined not to age. They're, they're reinventing everything. They're creating rule books, often with no rules at all. And that's because they're a product of the 60s. If you look back to Woodstock and the Beatles and hippies, etc., they have no rules. <laughs> and, you know, boomers keep, baby boomers keep fit and healthy. They've given up smoking. They watch what they eat. And they're determined to remain firmly in demand. And they, this generation is going to argue their case. They're going to contribute to society, support their families and care for the environment for many years still to come. And, and I have to give you this quote because it's quite funny. It's uh, one you've earned it member told me recently, and I have to quote, brands need to understand that we are not old. We will not be put out to pasture. We invented rock and roll and we also invented cool we will always have rock and roll and we will always be cool and we're internet savvy. So there you go. I think brands could really take a, a really good look at this market. I love that quote. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to go out with a, without a fight, hey? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So let's, let's get into the nitty gritties of the research that you guys conducted recently. What are some of the, the key insights coming out of there? Okay, the um, yeah, and we we found that the challenges faced by fifty pluses are pretty standard worldwide in some cases. So the, the the banks, the retail outlets, the health sector, they've all gone online and they're waiting for no one. And despite many fifty pluses being digitally literate, many feel as though they've been left behind, and they cite cost, they cite fear, and the lack of self confidence knowledge gaps, privacy concerns, and, and quite a lot more as the top reasons for their hesitancy to adopt new technology. So, so some of the barriers to entry are specific to South African 50 pluses, as opposed to 50 pluses in the first world countries like the UK, Australia, etc. And Linda did uh, touch on this one example, which is specific to South Africa, and that's data. And data is prohibitively expensive across the board but it's more pronounced in the, we found in the lower LSM groups. And pensioners particularly, they're calling for more cost-effective data. They just can't afford the high costs of data. So it immediately puts them at a disadvantage when it comes to technology. Another primary barrier, which, I'm, uh, which I mentioned a moment ago, is uh, the lack of self-confidence and the fear of doing something wrong when online. So 50 pluses, they, they do feel vulnerable to, to misinformation, scams and the unknown. And uh, I, don't, I know Linda touched on this earlier, but they are unsure of how to navigate around apps and they're very concerned about privacy issues. But it was interesting because we found a surprisingly high percentage of the respondents were already using online banking, online shopping, and they're all communicating with online with family and friends. 
But what was really apparent was the fear, the fear around, for example, the navigation of a banking app, the fear of updating software, and as Linda said earlier, the fear of being scammed. And another uh, key insight that we found that was a resounding 81.7% of the respondents indicated that they would like to broaden their digital literacy skills to full potential. So there was really genuine interest in the need to learn more and to integrate technology into their lives. But the problem comes uh, that courses are prohibitively expensive when one's on a fixed pension and pensioners themselves simply cannot afford to pay for expensive tech courses. So those are kind of, I, I think, the, the main key insights. Well, I'm I'm just thinking there's so many free courses available. It's just that you you know you need to create awareness around that. So definitely opportunities for brand to tap into these insights coming from the. So based on the research, what is the segment seeking from brands going forward? I think the, you know, most most baby boomers are in a post work lifestyle style stage stage where they're viewing life through a different lens. And I think there's a, a rush to tick off items on their bucket list, and many are really wanting to cram as much living as possible into life's remaining years. And a lot of this age group are also entrepreneurs, and they're determined not to slow down just yet. But one thing's for certain is that uh, baby boomers are determined to do things differently. So we would recommend, certainly I would recommend, that brands use relatable language you know, let the baby boomers know how your product or service can improve the quality of their lives. They also love good deals and they support those organizations who support them. We see that a lot on You've Earned It. It's, it's really fascinating. The, and, and boomers like to make their own choices and uh, don't assume that you need to speak to their families in order to sell your product. And what they need, and I think Linda also touched on this earlier, is, is a, an easy, clear sales process. And this generation particularly likes the personal touch. And it could be as simple as having a live person on the other end of a telephone, or, you know, somebody that can respond to customer service inquiries. And the other thing that we found is that uh, this age group love memories, and that could be factored into brands, you know, the, the marketing of brands. We spoke about the education element. So do you think that there is enough education offered to the segment? Absolutely not, Audrey. That's definitely came through in the research. Um, the main focus, which is understandable in a South African context, has been on the education of the youth and very little spotlight on this older group. But um, there's a fabulous organization in the United States called OATS, and it stands for Older Adult Technology Services. And they have done a fabulous job of putting, they've been supported by foundations, governments, and business and have brought together a wonderful online tool of courses and short engaging sessions on Zoom to learn about photography and iPhones and everything that we need from a digital literacy, computer literacy, interest groups, exercise classes, all online for free um, for Americans. So it would be lovely to see and partner with organizations in South Africa who would love to do something similar and I'm engaged with that person at Oats, so we could almost collectively bring that model here without reinventing the wheel. Mm, that would be amazing. I know you guys partnered up together, you and Marilyn. How can you assist brands use this opportunity? 
Uh, I think that, you know, we can advise brands on how to approach this generation. And uh, we would recommend that corporates and businesses support older adults. As we've been saying, you know, things like tech support lines tailored to uh, people who are less familiar with the internet and have access to people who can assist them and point them in the right direction. I think some banks and medical aids have already implemented such services. But when we were doing the research study, there was a consensus from the respondents that this kind of assistance needs to be offered uh, across the board. And, and we can also provide brands with the opportunity to connect with this market, which has, as we keep saying, has massive potential. And 50 plus skills and you've earned it are all connected to this generation. So we can provide good insights as to what the generation needs. And, and I would like to invite marketers and brand managers to proudly put digital savvy 50 pluses in your marketing plans. You know, come and stand alongside us and explore how you can reach this really fascinating active audience. So Marilyn and Linda, how can people get hold of you? So Audrey, um, I think giving my LinkedIn profile and our website address would be best. So my LinkedIn is Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, Smith. And my website is 50 plus skills. So that's number 50 the word plus, hyphen skills.co.za. Thank you. And you, Marilyn? Um, the website is you've earned it.co.za. Let me spell that. It's Y O U V E dash earned E A R N E D dash it it.co.za. And uh, the probably best via email, uh, my LinkedIn profile is too long. So it's marilyn.hallett at you've earned it.co.za. Okay, cool. So thank you guys so much for your time. I mean, uh, this was seriously insightful, definitely a huge opportunity for brands to tap into. And I'm hoping by just us having this conversation today that brands will reach out to you where you can offer your assistance and guidance in terms of way forward for the silver economy. Well, thank you uh, very much, Audrey, for uh, offering us this wonderful opportunity. And we really do appreciate it. And it was wonderful connecting with you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Audrey, for the opportunity. And it's wonderful to be able to spread and communicate um, directly this way through you. So thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a lucky day. Bye. Thanks very much, Audrey. Cheers then. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and to keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.